Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. We're here to talk about Andor Season 1, Episode 12 today, and the delightful tension it caused. Yeah. It was... It was something. Something? Okay, so let's get it out of the way then. Did you like it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Okay, well, the way you said it was something made me think... Maybe it was something unlikable on your end. <laughs> Were you like, oh no, I have to reevaluate our friendship after this? I was already reevaluating it. <laughs> uh, um, I don't think there's any news, though. I think we can just hop into the episode. Oh, okay. If I... you don't think there's any news, guys, okay, Sarah thinks there's no news. No news. I didn't see any news. Did you ever watch the, like, kind of te- like it came out a while ago there's like a teaser for wheel of time yeah 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 doesn't really tell you much except all the characters are still there except we didn't see matt right that i could tell doesn't tell you doesn't tell you the uh season premiere date which we still don't know yeah we don't know anything sad we're like john snow I did hear that Jon Snow's getting his own uh, mm. spinoff, which is cool. I don't know how new that news is, but that, that's cool. I did. I think I saw like a poster for it or something. And I remember seeing it and being like, is that fan made or is this legit? So yeah, that will be an interesting watch. It won't suck, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe that'll be like the, the gratuitous one that we decide not to watch. Well, I'll watch it either way. Oh, okay. Like if it's all gratuitous violence forever, you're mm. good? Oh. Well, I don't, oh. mm. don't want to say mm. anything because you haven't, you haven't finished the show. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I feel like I can't, I can't give my full opinion. I'll watch it one day, maybe. Doubtful. We'll see. <laughs> that's that's my official stance on it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. May maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Uh, okay. Do we want to talk about the about Andor? Oh, uh, sure, sure. If you don't want to talk about the news, then Andor it is. Yeah. All right. Sarah doesn't want to talk about news. We'll move right on. So Andor. What did you, what was your, what were your top three favorite things in this episode? Ooh, oh man. Um, the marching band playing. Yeah. That was, that was, I was, as soon as, and you just saw, oh man. Okay. Yeah. That, um, the like Marva's speech. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. And then, oh man, a third. Um, it feels really cliche to say, like, to see all of the, the people of Ferrex kind of like uprising and and fighting back, but like, I feel like there that would have to be it. Okay. It wasn't staring guy. Um oh, staring man. staring his way into uh the affections of the lieutenant. He was so boring and that scene was just weird to me. <laughs> That's I was well, like this we'll isn't talk, let's talk about it later, but yeah, okay. yeah, it was. It was. Um <laughs> uh, what what were your three favorite things? Okay. Um uh so I'll try to do ones that you didn't do because I did love the speech mm-hmm. and the marching band. Like both of those were great, especially like <clears throat> I'll just say, I guess the as a greater uh, like I love the slow, slow, slow build yeah. of it. Just the crazy tension that like you know it's just like they're plodding along and the Imperials don't know what to do and they're like what's gonna happen what's happening what like what's going and you're like you know there's they're building to something and they're building and they're building and then her speech was such a good crescendo and she's like I would still fight those bastards mm-hmm. you know like was, oh man yeah it was so good I loved it and the Imperials are like oh 
I guess we gotta fight now. Right. So like you know, damn. And then and then uh what's his name? Like clubbing a bunch of people with her brick. It was so <laughs> perfect. She it was like, you know she wanted that anyways, so Oh man. Yeah, like this is, so I loved I loved that bill. Like uh, I mean that was that was like my favorite ten things kind of all packed into <laughs> one. Um I, I mean I was just like the whole time like they're building it up so perfectly just the tension the tension the whole time it was just perfect for for what i'm looking for at least you mm-hmm. know um and then I, I did really like when um man i keep forgetting the guy's name but but um like his his bestie who's there whatever is the big guy Bo- brasso maybe maybe i don't know i don't know his name you know who I'm talking about, though, like the guy who Cassian meets like clandestinely under the in the sewers kind of area, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's not sewers, but the underground. Um, I loved when he quoted what Marva said to Cassian. And oh, yeah. he was like, and when the two meet, you'll be a, like what, an unstoppable force for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that was a good part. And I was just like. Well, well, because you have all these different elements building in Cassian too that they showed of like you have Nemec and his uh, his big you know like and remember that every time there's some kind of act of uh, you know whatever like that's another step toward you know beating the Empire and you know he's got all these different factors of you know his friends are being destroyed by the Imperials and he got imprisoned wrongfully by the Imperials and uh, you know like he's got all these different elements and finally his mom you know is like you'll be a once once you get there you'll be in a, it was just perfect mm-hmm. um and then probably my third favorite hmm i mean there, there's a lot i i liked you know i like the end cap a lot actually i just yeah. thought it was so so ironic and silly yeah did you saw it right yeah i did see it <laughs> Okay. Would you have stayed and watched it if I hadn't told you? Um, I would have only because I don't I don't exit out of the show when I'm watching it until like Disney or Netflix or whatever minimizes the screen. And mm, usually when okay. there's a there's a scene like that, they won't minimize it. Okay. Um so I usually just like let it play out. I That's fair. it did feel like it took a while to get to it though because I knew there was one and I was just like watching like come on come... maybe that's it why does it take a while yeah maybe that's why it felt like it did though because I knew it was coming okay mm-hmm. yeah that's fair I I liked it I don't know if that's that barely makes the top three but yeah it was a nice little like nod though towards what's actually happening and how like. If you're not aware, if you haven't watched Rogue One or you're not aware of the timing of the storyline or whatever, of what's actually going on and how it ties in. So mm-hmm. that was yeah. that was pretty cool. Right. Well, yeah, it was just like so much irony there. It's like he built the thing that he's trying to destroy, but eventually destroys him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's sad. It was just like, I don't know, because they... They don't do end caps in Star Wars. Right. And that that's fine. Like that's a Marvel thing. But I appreciated that they did something and it was a little it's different that like in Marvel it's always to like hint at the next big awesome thing. Right. In Star Wars, that like this one was just like, oh, and by the way. This is what you, you were know. doing. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter one way or another. It's just like Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> like it's a little uh, sad. Yeah, it's sad, but like kind of like a little funny too. It's kind of, it's also kind of like full circle mm-hmm. in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what did you not like? So, uh, all right. The staring guy. I just don't, yeah. it, it's like they hired him to be a bigger, more important role and then decided to swerve. Like whether it was, they didn't like him as an actor or they just didn't like hit that story as much. And mm-hmm. they decided, and, and it's like, well, he's under contract. We got to give him a part to play. But like, I don't think he was necessary. I was just going to say, I don't feel like he con- contributed to the storyline really. Like like the first three, mm-hmm. sure. Sure. Absolutely. He was fine. 
And after that, I was like, I don't uh, like we don't, don't know who Uncle Har Uncle Harlow is, or I don't know why we should care. Like, mm -hmm. like anything to make us find a way to care. But I didn't care. I didn't like. There was at, at no point was I like, oh yeah, okay, I can see why he's here. Like, right. It just screams contractual obligation to me. And it was like, like especially in this episode, literally anybody who was part of the Empire could have done what he did. Right. Like there was nothing he did. He didn't contribute anything that no one else was capable of doing. So I do think it sets him up potentially to have a bigger role next time. Of I right. think she's gonna get him into the ISB, and he's gonna be the hound who drags down, who, who tries to drag down Andor. Like he's gonna be the guy who pursues him. Right. Which I mean, it it just feels like a very weird way of doing it because I feel like he had such a strong presence at the start of the season. Like you were saying, like those first three episodes, he was really in it, and you're like, oh, this is the guy. And then they bring in this girl, and they're like, oh, it's this girl, and he kind of fades into the background. Well, and I liked her better, frankly. Like, even though she was, like, deranged and crazy, like... Oh, so psycho. Yeah, I, I still... I, I liked her character a little bit, so... Mm -hmm. You know, well, whatever. But, yeah, like, so I didn't I didn't like him. Um, I, I didn't... Okay, okay, so I didn't like the lack of discipline on Luthen's part. Okay. Like we kind of knew that he was gonna go. Right. But but I was like, why why should you like you already sent your operatives there? Like what more do you think you can do? Like he just wanted to be like he wanted to be there. He wanted to be part of it. And I was like, you know, everyone's telling him not to, but he's still there. Um, right. So I didn't like I didn't necessarily like that. I guess oh so so that that's probably the distant third. My my third the th the thing I didn't like um, like Mon Mothma's thing. Like I, I liked. I like that she like it started off strong. She she's throwing him off the scent a little bit, to, mm -hmm. you know, like faking out that she's like, I know this guy's a plant, so I'm gonna you know like fake him out and make him think that his parents' fault and everything. But then we don't get anything more from Mothma, and I feel like besides staring guy, mm -hmm. who's almost to the point where it's not a disappointment because I don't see I never expected big things anyways. The Mon Mothma storyline is, to me, the biggest disappointment out of all the storylines. Because, mm -hmm. because I want more. I, she's interesting, potentially. Right. And nothing. It's just like, oh, she, I guess she's going forward. Okay. Very well. <laughs> yeah, I just felt... I, I remember watching it and, and, and being so enraptured in what was happening on Ferrix. And I knew, like, it was so important. You had to see all this. And it was so well done. And yeah. then I remember having this moment when we saw Mothman. I was like, I don't think there's enough time for her to have anything of value here. But yeah, I, I remember pausing it. Like when I saw when they brought her back and, you know, they did like the little thing where you don't, no one talked. They just opened the door and everyone's sitting, you know, staring in expectation. And I, I paused just to see how much time was left. I'm like, Oh, this is all we're going to get. Yeah. Because I, I know I kind of had this, the same thought at that scene too. Where I was like, okay, maybe something's going to happen here. And then nothing happened. Yeah, it's like it's like they almost... Okay, okay. So let, let me let me reframe it a little bit though. Okay, so I, yes, I'm disappointed right now just a, as it currently stands. Mm -hmm. I, I think that if they had had five seasons to build on this, that her storyline slow building would have been a lot more acceptable. Right. Honestly. But but this is exactly half of the show that we're getting and nothing has really happened. Like I it's just like Mon Mothma's spending money and you know, for the rebellion and she's afraid she's gonna get caught. So now she's going to potentially like she tried to she tried to she tried one way to get through it and it didn't work. So now she's uh potentially marrying her daughter off to some gangster's right. son. And that's like the like that's all we needed to say. Oh, and her dot or her sister is involved in the rebellion as like a kind of spy girl person. Right. It was just it, it's there exactly that because then, like you said, it's half it's half of the story. So now we're yeah. I'm like, well, what do you do with the other half? She used to drink worms, but she doesn't anymore. I I feel like her the other half her storyline is just going to be rushed now. Yeah. 
And I, I'm not going to necessarily be like, oh yeah, I could see why you got involved in the rebellion and how you got to this point. Because this whole time I've been like, you've just been socializing and doing your usual stuff. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I, I agree. I I do think that was probably the, the most disappointing storyline. So I know I probably took a lot of the things that you didn't like. Uh, what other things didn't you like? Or, or you know... <sighs> Let, like, let me you can you can also just say i also didn't you know i feel like those were like the biggest things i didn't like the staring guy storyline i didn't like the mon mothma storyline yeah it's just disappointing i just found them to be like disappointing and lackluster and i i wanted more from it um Oh, I also, and this is kind of like an overall thing, and I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to be attached to this, but I'm like, I'm kind of disappointed that we still don't really have an answer for what happened, like how Cassian wanted to find his sister, and now he's obviously not. Mm. Um, I feel like that was kind of just like this, I don't know if they did that to, to give us like background on him and how like. Yeah. How he was brought up and then how Marva came into it and like all that kind of stuff. But it just felt very, I don't know. I feel like I would like to know more there. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm with you actually. That That's, that's very true. I, it's very dissatisfying. Don't but, know what's going on. But overall, like such a good episode. If, when you take out these, these little things that I found disappointing and didn't like were such a small part of the episode. Sure. Yep, I agree. That it didn't take away from how good the actual episode was. Yeah. Yeah. Um gosh, them um his I thought that it was funny that what's his name? Like Nucci New something, the guy who ended up trying to, to like sell him out. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like that guy just failed on so many levels every time. Like like from the very beginning, he's trying to intimidate Cassian. He's like, "Hey, where's my money?" And and Cassian's like, "Bert, like, why are you helping him?" And he's like, <laughs> he just said I had to. I could just stand here. That's all I needed to do. Yeah. And then and then Cassian walks away, and the guys the guy looks at him. The the big guy's like, "What?" <laughs> I totally forgot about that big guy being like, oh, "I just had to stand here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, he just, like, he just failed epically. Like Every time he's like, oh, yeah, I know. I know where exactly where, where Cassian is. No. Bit him in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought it was funny, too, how they emptied the whole, like, so you could, this is a little bit of a microcosm of what happens in Rogue One, actually, the, mm -hmm. the Cassian plot, because... He, um, they empty the garrison and then he's able to just go in and grab yeah, Bix, Bix and leave. And he just like, he kills like one trooper on his way out and one in. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. But, but like the same thing in Rogue One where they can't, they can't actually get out or they can't get to where they need to go to get the plans and everything until they create this huge distraction and empty the garrison. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a good that's a good point um i did like seeing him just kind of like make his way through there though it really i think yeah. amped up his whole like spy rebel type persona yeah. I, I i don't know i maybe i'm it's just like this this sign of me being a morally dissolute person but i just like that he kills people like without mm -hmm. without remorse he's just like all right, the, you know, this random Imperial that, that I, like, overcame immediately. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of shows, a lot of movies would show the person, like, just knock them out, you know, or stun them. Right. You know, maybe stun them twice if they were a real bastard. But, but like, Cassian just, like, kills the guy. He's like, I don't want this guy to wake up and mess with my life. Because I, I, that's something that I've always noticed in movies that kind of bugs me is, like... If you're a bad guy and you get knocked out, then you're out for the rest of the action scene, usually. Mm -hmm. If you're a good guy and you get knocked out, you usually come awake just in time to make a huge difference in whatever thing is happening. Right. Like, 
it's not even like the bad guys get knocked out for way longer than the good guys Mm -hmm. and that's just how it has to go for some stories and it's usually not just like this world breaking thing but at the same time i just like that he's he does he's he has no patience for that it just all right like you're dead it's kind of it's also refreshing to see because the bad guys quote unquote don't have patience for that either right like they don't have any remorse they just do what they are planning to do anyway so it's refreshing to see it on the other side of it because normally you do see like that little bit of hesitancy and trying to negotiate or like let's capture them and like negotiate or whatever the, the plan is and it's like you're eventually going to have somebody like Cassian or Luthen or Saw or whoever that's like, no, we need to stop them. And in order to stop them, we need probably are going to have to kill them. Yeah. Well, it's so. just kind of nice. I, I don't know. I Not that I'm, <coughs> excuse me, rooting for someone's death or anything. I just... um. Well, and, and it's it's the opposite. Like in Rebels, I always when I watch Rebels with my kids, like the the uh, animated show, mm-hmm. I always point out, like, look at how the Imperials just shoot to kill, but the Phoenix Squadron like value life. Like there's they stun when they can. Like sometimes they have to, you know, kill the guys or defeat them. We say sometimes like sometimes that's necessary, but. Uh, you know, they always, they value life and they want to, like, I, I like my kids to see that. I don't want them to devalue life, but in a, in a spy thing like this, it seems only practical, frankly, like, right. I mean, John Wick does it. Just get a body count. We're good. But I, I, I agree. I feel like it's, it's something that's not shown, but you know, is probably happening. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I liked it. Um, oh, I like the Death Troopers were in this one. Yeah, I noticed that too. Actually, um, it was it was pretty cool to see. I, I, I also really liked just seeing, like in general, once we were on when we we're on Ferrix and you see all of the um, like Empire there and the troopers and as everyone's kind of gathering and they're like ringing the bell or the the gong whatever it is and you can just see this kind of like state of confusion coming over the empire and they're like what's happening like you know because they know that that there is like a funeral happening like that's the whole point because they they're expecting cassian to show up to capture him so they know that that's happening but it's just really amusing in the sense of either they don't understand what the tradition is or it's so far from the tradition and different that that they're like okay something is, is going on um that it was right. just it was just humorous because you you knew it was going to start that slow build like you were talking about right right yeah it's um gosh i i, I did like the culmination of like everybody from the show was mm-hmm. there except for Mon Mothma, which made sense that she yeah. wouldn't be there. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good good point. Um, I actually also really liked once you had that kind of like uh I don't even know. I I don't want to call it a showdown because I'm pretty sure this happened before Marva. Yeah, it did. It was before Marva had her her speech, but I really just liked seeing everyone from Ferrex kind of stop and stare at all of the Empire and then just decide to keep going anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that too. So I I just thought it was a it was a really powerful moment with the fact that they actually stopped and they were like, okay. You, you could just feel like the weight of that. Oh gosh, I mean it that that just built the ten- I mean, I think in, in other show like they had to be real careful, but they, they did a good job. Like I, I felt like they could have potentially like that could have derailed it, like just annoyed me. Like everyone stops and then you know they, they have the droid and uh the brick bearer, I keep forgetting his name. Mm-hmm. Brasso. He he just keeps like that they march they go to the front and then they move forward like 
it could have been annoying in other circumstances of like, will you ever, ever do something? You know, like they're going to just continue marching. But but yeah, like it was like powerful. They just stopped mm-hmm. for a little bit and then they kept moving. Like it just, it was just like, all right, we're going to keep going. And, and it was even like, so you have this slow rolling somber march up until that mm-hmm. point. And then they, when they pick up and keep going again, the tempo, like they're marching faster. The music tempo's faster. Like everything is just way more intense from that point on. But yeah, it's like they get they found some resolve. They're like, mm-hmm. we're going. We're still moving. Yeah. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> you know? Well, and and the whole time, like that boy whose father just like got taken by the ISB and tortured to death and mm-hmm. killed, you know, like and then he's he was clearly making something, it seemed like a weapon of some sort. Um Right. And he's just part of the crowd. And you know, you you just have all these like little tiny storylines. You have him as part of the crowd. We have the obvious imperial agent who's part of the crowd, and you have uh, one of the spy girls following him because mm-hmm. she, you know, in part, everyone's just like joining it, and they're, you know, for their own reasons, and we know what their reasons are, but none of them, none of them necessarily know what each other's right. You know, things are going on, and yeah, it was it was cool. Mm-hmm. I really like that they also kept cutting to that boy. In the crowd. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it just really added to it. Well, yeah, like, because he, he clearly has no positive thing about, like, he doesn't want the Empire to, mm-hmm. you know, succeed. He's clearly got some kind of vengeance on his mind. But is his vengeance going to go in unison with everyone else's? Right. You know, whatever they're doing. I also thought that it was fun. Like, Marva was a little bit space ghost-ish. Yeah. It was it was nice. It was really uh, it was really nice to see it and like hear it and have her obviously kind of rally everyone up. But it was also really heartbreaking. Yeah, especially with with BD or BT or whatever that droid's name is. Yeah. But what did you think of the end ish where Cassian, you know, gets uh, Bix to the shuttle mm-hmm. and he talks to everyone just a little bit? Like, what, what did you think of that scene? Um, I thought it was interesting because I, I mean, to be honest, like I expected him to go with them. And then he was like, OK, like you guys are going to go. And I was like, well, what are you? It, it kind of just confused me a little bit because i was like what are you gonna do and then i was like maybe he's not going with them he's gonna follow them separately or something because right he has his own ship maybe yeah i was like is he concerned about like the empire following him and like taking that ship down or i don't know um it just felt very i was just kind of i was surprised by it but i wasn't I wasn't upset by it. I was more curious as to what it was that he was going to be doing that he couldn't go with them. Sure. And how does this set up the next season in terms of like what where what are they going to be doing versus Cassian versus Luthen versus Saw versus everybody Mon Mothma, you know. Right, like what what is he doing? Yeah. Um I like that Bix was like, yeah, he'll find us. He'll find us. Like, she yeah. finally, decided, like, you see the final realization that she's like, oh, I actually can trust him. Yeah. You know? It, it was really uh, rough to watch her, like, when he, Cassian was trying to get her out of that garrison yeah. and stuff. They'll get like, bad. I was like, this is, yeah, I was like, this is, this is rough because mm-hmm. I, was, I was expecting her to be stuck in that state for much longer. Yeah, uh, I thought so too. I thought, yeah, I, like he, he managed to get her out, and I was I was like just waiting for them to, I don't know, like I, it would be so lame if they caught him again, and they like ended the season like, oh, he's headed to Coruscant. What's gonna <laughs> happen? You know, right? Going to um, another factory slash jail. Yep, yep. <laughs> Got to finish what he started. No. <laughs> Um. Uh, it, no, I I thought it was I thought it was funny. Like he started off with like a hood, and then eventually he just like was just walking with his open bare face everywhere. Yeah. Like at what? that at that point, it's probably just like you all know I'm here. Hmm. 
Uh, so one thing I really liked was, um, you know, he, he was kind of at the start of the season, he kind of was, it seemed like most people saw him who knew him and they were like, uh, like he's, he's kind of a vagrant, kind of like this guy who, you know, he doesn't pay his debts and, you know, he takes advantage of his friends and, mm-hmm. you know, like he's, he's kind of like this guy that he's on the last nerve of every person. Everyone's just like, man, where's my money? Where, why are you taking advantage of me? Right. And, uh, and then I like that at the end though, it, it it's like, I mean, he paid his debts and everything that probably helped quite a bit with his standing with people. But but like everyone he talked to was like, man, I'm so sorry about your mom. And, you know, like it was just like this big family. Everyone was so, so supportive. Like there was a community you could tell. Like there was it was obviously if they have to choose between casting and the Empire, like there's no question. Mm-hmm. Except for the one that Nurchy guy who ended up just getting killed with through shrapnel and this serves him right bastard. <laughs> Right. But I, I like the community feel of like every time he talked to a local, every single person was like, oh, man, so sorry about your mom. Yeah. And what can I do to help kind of thing? It had this like small town feel to it. Yeah. Like they all they all knew he he was, you know, he was important. Like they were he was important to them, not just because of Marva, but because he was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, which really also highlighted you you saw that after marva's speech when everyone rallied like there you didn't really see anyone that didn't rally right well yeah like i guess the people who didn't rally were probably just in their houses still but but like yeah everyone who marched they're like okay i guess we're charging the line you know Mm -hmm. yeah i guess this is happening now yeah. No, no time to go and prepare. We're doing it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. I feel like this was just such a strong finale. I yeah, it was. It was good. I don't know what. I don't know where you go. I mean, we know where roughly you go next, but I don't know where you go next. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, what what do you think of the final scene? Well, well, like the, I guess the final scene. If if you don't count the the end cap, like Cassian goes to Luthen, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's notices Luthen, and he immediately draws the conclusion. Like early on in the episode, when he's scouting out everything from the steeple kind of area, he's, yeah, he sees Luthen, and he immediately draws the correct conclusion. He's like, oh, he wants to kill me, right. But, you know, so he shows up on the Fondor and he beats Luthen there, which is funny. I don't know how he knew where his ship was. No, it is funny though that he beat him there. Yeah. Well, and the ship just like let him in, apparently. Like, or he let himself in somehow. And what, what did you think, though? What did you think of that scene? I don't know what to think about it. I was like, what is... It, it, it just, especially because it was right on the tail of... Like, we had just seen him get Bix and everyone on that, like, escape ship, basically. And they were like, yeah, Cassian's going to come find us. And he's like, yep, I'm going to come find you. And then he goes in and he's like, yeah, just kill me. I'm like, what is going what? on? Oh, wait, what now? Yeah. I was like, that's literally what what was, ugh, literally what my response was when I watched it. I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> you want him to do what to you? <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, he just said it for dramatic effect, really. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, like kill me or take me in. And I mean, I thought it was a pretty good culmination of just like he recognized he didn't take it personal that the guy was going to come kill him. Right. Like he kind of understood on some levels. And then figured well, you can do it or you can have me on your side. Mm hmm. What did you think of the Spy Girls? I thought they were okay. Um, I mean, I liked seeing them in it because I feel like it's... I almost feel like they push it forward in sense of, like, the Rebellion starting more so than Mon Mothma's storyline does. Right. Um, 
So it was refreshing to see them because it's more of like an on the ground type of angle that we're getting. And I really liked, um, I can't remember her name. Not Mon Mothma's sister, the other one. The one that was, Sinta? yeah, the one that was following the Imperial mm-hmm. guy around. I thought she was really strong in this episode. Do you get the sense that she's like kind of over Val? Oh. A little bit, like. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're here. Yeah. And she, like, almost like it was an annoyance that she was there. Well, I mean, Val seems pretty selfish here. Like, Cinta's, like, trying to do her job, trying to scout things out. She's like, come over here. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> I'm glad to see you, too. <laughs> Get over here. Uh, stop. Stop doing your job. And Cinta's like, oh. No. If I must. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. It Maybe there's, like, a bit of a power struggle we're not seeing. Or that they're not portraying properly yet oh it it just seems like Sinta's number one thing is the cause and Mm -hmm. Val's number one thing is Sinta Mm -hmm. and Sinta's like yeah you're all right like but stormtroopers killed my family and I will kill all of them right she's very focused I think that's almost why like I felt like she had a stronger um I don't want to say arc but like I felt like she, her character overall was stronger in this episode. Oh, what good did Val do? Really? I mean, like... Yeah. Uh, she she served, like, almost no purpose the whole time. Yeah. Like, just just as a... She kind of showed us how dedicated Sinta was. His, is, like, her strongest part to play. Right. Whereas Cinta is, you know, tailing this guy, stabbing this guy, and just, like, leaving him for dead. Yeah. Just p- pushing the rebellion along. Yeah. Right. Well, well, yeah, like, and Val is just like, oh, I'm here because my girlfriend's here. Right. She's like, there's blood on you. And Cinta's like, yeah, it's not my blood. Keep moving. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. She was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then she, Val keeps harping on it. And you're like, no, it's it's not mine. Not mine. Kill the dude. Mm-hmm. Let's move. Let's keep moving. Like, it's not time. Not time to talk about this. Let's go. She has, um, and maybe that's why I feel like she's a little bit stronger in this. But she's kind of embodying more of what you and I were saying earlier about, like, not necessarily just stunning someone or knocking them out and leave. like she's like nope we gotta kill this guy right oh yeah and hers was just like the most brutal really out of all of them like she just used a literal knife to yeah. kill him yeah yep just she didn't she didn't even bat an eye she's like oh i guess i have to kill you now there you there we go mm-hmm. all right close close the door move along keep going yep yeah no i think she's I, I actually would like to see what she does next season because I think she's a pretty strong character. Yeah, I think she's fine. She does she does well. I mean, she has, she has had such a limited role, so who knows? But mm-hmm. yeah, like I I'm I'm curious to see like they're gonna have so footage next next season of you know like the Imperials are gonna be like oh and there's Andor like walking Bix out like how could you let him do that. And then I'm wondering if they're going to use Val's presence there mm-hmm. as kind of like a, hey, Mothra, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, that's a good point. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they will, but that, that seems like a potential. And then, and then Val is talking to uh, Luthen, you know, mm-hmm. like they could, they could have a few ties there. That could be a potential way to like push that storyline mm-hmm. further, which it desperately needs. Yeah. Oh, so one thing I noticed, um, I mean, it's not a huge thing, but, you know, we were talking about Staring Guy, and I remember he, he went there with that sergeant, there was, like, that really awkward, like, hat switch scene. Yeah! What was, was that like, about? You, I don't know. I don't care, I guess, but it was like they acknowledged that like they didn't want to talk on the shuttle because they were afraid of giving each other away or something, but mm-hmm. um, like, at, at toward the end... The sergeant guy is just like laying there, just laying back after all the fighting, and he's just like taking a double swig of his flask. Mm-hmm. 
and his buddy's nowhere to be seen. Staring guy is clearly off with with the Psycho lieutenant. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um like he's just ditched the the sergeant guy. Like the sergeant guy didn't do anything. He's just No. I feel like the, I feel like neither of them really did anything though. Right, well, at least daring guy you like kind of did something. Right, but like you're right. I, I'm not saying that any of them that that staring guy has much more value. I just thought it was interesting. Clearly, staring guy is is off with with Deidre. Mm-hmm. Um, can we just acknowledge how weird that scene was, where whatever it was that he did to like save her out of the way, and they're just staring at each other? I was like, this is just the most awkward thing. <laughs> she's like i should say thank you he's like you don't have to yeah i was like this is just so weird and awkwardly yeah. tense and i just felt so uncomfortable watching it like this is just no just no i didn't i thought it was funny oh. I, don't, I don't know i just i was i just felt awkward i was like this is a very yeah do you ever get like secondhand embarrassment Sure, it's like watching, um, like uh, what what's the show? Now I'm just totally forgetting it. But yeah, there's like the the cat the movie with like the cat. The uh, I'm not. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? What's that show called? Meet the parents. There you go. Oh yeah, Meet that the that's like that's that's like <laughs> yeah. the most secondhand embarrassing thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just felt like in that in that scene, I was like sit, watching it. And I'm like, I just feel like I shouldn't be watching this. You're like, yeah, they're about to hook up. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just very awkward, and I think also it just felt really awkward because I'm like, what's staring guy been doing this whole time? Other than <laughs> we saw him in the crowd, and he's like, it's her. I was like, okay, chill, just just relax. But he's basically been doing that this whole time, and she's just been a psycho. Sure. I do. I do like that. Um, there was that scene where she was on, like talking to whatever back at whoever it was back at the ISB, being like, "No, we need to bring him in alive. Like, why wasn't I involved in the in the decision?" Dead is right. useless to us. There's no information we can get from a dead body, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense. And they're like, nah, we don't need a dead body. I'm like, hmm, are you sure? Yeah, I was like, ah. Oh. And it was just, um, it's also interesting to see if, like, when you watch her character from how she was introduced to now, because it's a drastic change in terms of how, um, like, assertive she is and aggressive and, like, what, when we very first saw her, she seemed more, I don't want to say meek, but she seemed a lot more quiet and tame. A little more timid, maybe. Yeah, and she seemed more like, hey, like, I've noticed this, and maybe this is something we should be looking into, and more, like, logical and even-keeled in a way, even though, like, you're obviously working for the Empire. Um, and now it's almost like a power trip times a thousand. Yeah, I think that's that's basically what it what it's like. She's uncertain. She's on uncertain ground, so she's mm-hmm. going to be a little more. T- but but then they give her a little bit of power, a little bit of opportunity, and it's um, it's on. Yeah, so she's interesting. I will say, I still, I still actually like her for whatever it's worth. I laughed very hard. When so the, all the fighting's breaking out and you've got the stormtroopers moving in and they're shooting at like everyone's shooting blasters at each other and I yeah. laughed so hard that she she goes to take out her blaster and then immediately gets shot in the head and just falls over, or her head hat flies off and she just falls over. I'm like, I was short lived of you trying to be helpful. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, like she's clearly. She's clearly not there because she's good at her mm-hmm. skill at arms, you know? Like, she's there She's there to be an ISB, to be, you know, to be the an intelligence officer. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just humorous. I was like, huh, she didn't last very long in the field. Oh. Well, one thing I thought was interesting was, um, so there's the captain who's like the, 
the leader of the whole like the garrison on Ferex mm-hmm. and uh she's only a lieutenant but he defers to her in everything right even though lieutenant is clearly outranked by captain on a, like just a practical literal scale whatever mm-hmm. um like he's like oh you're here i'm good you know i'll let's you know i'll arrange i'll arrange an escort for you i'll I'll do all this stuff for you like whatever you want mm-hmm. why do you think that is is that like is there just like a different i don't want to say different ranking system but like would she even though she technically has a lower title than him would she be maybe in a department that's higher so yeah make, so making sense yeah, so I mean, I kind of almost think it's it's a little bit like um, I don't know how familiar you are, you are with with like the the like United States Army rankings, and probably the way it is in a lot of countries. Like there's there's like the officers, and then there's like the NCOs, the non commissioned officers, like the sergeants and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, like sergeants just promote to higher level of sergeant right. eventually. You know, like um, you know, you you get more and more authority, but you, you're just a sergeant, and you know you can get to the highest level of sergeant and you're still lower rank than even the greenest lieutenant technically i mean like the greenest lieutenant wouldn't dare to order around like a high a senior sergeant senior level sergeant but like in in practical terms or you know in in like functional i don't know in literal terms every officer outranks every single uh enlisted is what the the lower level is called okay um and so it makes me almost think of that of like ISB. Yes, I'm a lieutenant, but I'm a lieutenant in the ISB. Like, right. I outrank everyone unless you are like crazy higher than me. Right. You know, and that that's kind of what it makes me think. She's like, I'm a lieutenant and, and she's running everything as a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what makes me think of is, okay, they're ISB. They outrank me, period. Right. They're, they're just in a higher department, no matter what. Yeah, I, that's that's what it made me think of, at least. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that, that makes sense. I was just curious. Yeah, um, so I, I like the show. What, mm-hmm. uh, what do you predict for next season? Oh, man. Next season's going to... I feel like next season will feel rushed compared to this one. Uh, it'll, it'll be um, four three story arcs mm-hmm. or three episode arcs and it'll be each of them will be like about one specific year leading up to the the final mission of in rogue one mm-hmm. yeah i just i i mean I, I guess because we've had this whole season just take place in a relatively short time span realistically um right. it feels like that will just be I'm like, what's, what can you fit into a three episode arc that highlights all of the important things that would have happened in the year to push the rebellion forward or to push Cassian forward? Um, right. It's going to be interesting. I really, I really do hope that they figure out what they're doing with the Mon Mothma storyline because I, I think it's just going to be extra disappointing if it's just, how it was this season again right oh and i hope they don't do something like okay cassian gets one story arc mon mothma gets one staring guy gets one like i don't i don't really want like i don't want staring guy to get his own arc no i don't i don't even know if you could i don't know how like if that would work really well because then you're missing (laughs) out on like multiple years of characters right you're only seeing that character for a year within that four year time span right so i I feel like that would be a terrible idea i could see each episode maybe focusing on a character within that year like one episode is really cassian heavy and one episode might be more mon mothma and like you could still have them like um sprinkled throughout all of the episodes still so you're still having every character and everyone but i could see it being like more focused on a specific character each episode sure but yeah i don't know that's gonna be very interesting i think to see i i think i mean 
I really enjoyed this and mm-hmm. I hope that this next season will be good. Um, I guess I'll just, I mean, frankly, I wasn't counting on this show to be really good anyways. So I'm happy that it's been good. I've been really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I also just, um, whatever. Yeah. Kind of like, like neat. I'm glad that it was good. Right. I'm glad, but but at the end of the day, like, what am I looking forward to next year? Like, I, I mean, Cassian won't even be a, a thing, or Andor won't even be a thing next year. Uh, the lineup next year is actually pretty strong. I'm, I'm looking, really looking forward to the lineup next year. Because mm-hmm, we've got Bad Batch, we've got Mando, um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. So, and yeah. Then, and then the Acolyte might might be good. Mm-hmm. There's tons of, of really strong content next year. Yeah, so yeah, and or and it'll be a good good enough, but I'm not oh my gosh, we have to. Right. You're have not to see it. You're not dying for season two right now. Right. I am looking forward to it, actually. But if it's really bad, like hmm, I mean I don't really expect it to be bad, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh but even if it is, I I'll be good. Right. I think I'll, I'll be fine. You'd adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I I can I can agree with that. Like it's not it's definitely a very very well done series, and I'm very impressed with it. Um, but I wouldn't say I'd be like I wouldn't be devastated if it was bad. Apparently, the uh, like the powers that be at Disney mm-hmm. made it clear to the director that there would be no sex in it. Like they in couldn't Andor. have sex in Andor. Yeah, interesting. I just thought it was an interesting... Like, I don't know anything about Tony Gilroy, honestly. He, he mm-hmm. Maybe he directed all the things that I love in the world, and I have no idea. But, you know, I, I just wouldn't know. I don't... This is, He isn't... I don't pay attention to that. I, I probably should, since I'm, you know, talking about this stuff more, but but I don't. And so maybe he, he maybe that's, like, a typical thing for him. Hmm. But it just made me laugh. Like, if he did... If they did explicitly tell him that, I wonder... If he added that scene with Bix to, toward the start, where she goes to like, mm, yeah, to uh, hook up with her boyfriend, yeah, and it's just implied that you know there's nothing, nothing wrong with it on like any level really. But I wonder if he just did that just to make him a little nervous or right. something, just to kind of tweak their noses just a little bit, like uh, just to be like, you didn't say I couldn't imply it, right? Or like, well, I I have more power than you think, hmm. you know. I, I, didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know that. That's kind of funny. I just read it earlier. Yeah. You didn't want to hear the news. So, you know, I just thought no, I'd sneak I, it in. I didn't. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what do you... Cause, so, like, next week, there's no there's no Star Wars. We have a little bit of a gap. Well, we do have uh, the Tales of the Jedi to talk about. Right. I forgot we hadn't talked about that yet. Do you want to talk about just one arc, like just the Ahsoka arc, or do you want to talk about both? Seems like to me I might have time for both, frankly. Yeah, I've watched both, so I'm happy to do either or. Yeah, both are really good. So we'll talk about that next week. Okay, Tales of the Jedi, and then uh, from there we'll decide what our final choices on if we want to do the boys or Mm -hmm. if we want to do something different. Right. Something epic. It'll all be epic. Maybe. It might be epic. There's a chance for epicness. We'll see. My four-year-old sometimes says that now. He's like, Daddy, that was kind of epic, right? Yeah. I was like, can something be like kind of epic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure, buddy. <laughs> Halfway to epic. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. Mm. all right any last thoughts about andor no i I will say and uh i I don't know if this is like a hormone thing or what i Mm. don't cry when i watch star wars like i i never have there's never been a scene that i've been like oh i'm so sad or whatever um Mm. i was sobbing during this episode i was a disaster 
I think that they just built it up so well. It was, and I was like, I don't know if they just did such a good job of building this up and how tense it was. And I was like, the whole, the whole march, like slow march. I was like, oh no, like I could feel it. I was like, I'm going to cry for sure. And this was the only thing that I have watched from Star Wars that has made me cry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've actually, that's funny. Like I, I definitely have teared up a little bit here and there. Like the, the March scene, I teared up a little bit. It was just, I couldn't help it. It was just too much, you know, like not. And yeah, especially when she like the, the end of her speech when like, I just love how she starts. So like, she's all ambiguous about things Mm -hmm. and then she gets really way more specific at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was it was super good. Um, no, it, it was good. I don't blame you. Yeah, it was an interesting. I was sitting there. I was like, "Why am I crying?" <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Why were you? That's no, good. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, no. I it was it was a strong episode, and I'm quite happy with how it played out. Yeah, me too. Would you say you liked it better or worse than Kenobi? Ooh. Like the series as a whole or this episode in particular? Just the whole series. The whole series, I think I liked Kenobi more. I think this episode, though, if you were to look at all of the episodes between Kenobi and Andor, I think this was the strongest episode between the two series. Hmm. Okay. I think. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I I liked Kenobi just a little bit more, mm-hmm. but not not as much more as I had assumed I would. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. they definitely and... pushed this one up higher than I thought they would. Oh gosh, I mean, I guess one one thing though I will say is they took a big risk by if this this episode wasn't good at least for me for my, me liking it like if I hadn't liked this finale if I was just like oh well that's disappointing on every level mm-hmm. then my my overall enjoyment of the show would be way way lower cuz they really they really banked on that they set the seat this this the finale up forever it took 6 episodes basically to set right. up this one finale and i like i have the patience for it i was good mm-hmm. but it was risky if it didn't pay off it would have blown up quite messily in their faces yeah yeah but, and i i don't even know the greater feelings i know that um the like i don't really watch his channel too much but like star wars theory i've always liked what he had to say about star wars like because he's such a he's such a good i don't know have you ever watched any of his stuff a little bit not not um in depth but here and there yeah, oh and then you know he's um he's got a ton of followers he gets a ton you know ton of subs all, all this stuff um the thing i like about him isn't that he's uh always right or that i always agree with him but mm-hmm. I just like that he's just so like emotionally attached to Star Wars and he's he's as fair as he can be about it. Right. You know? And so he didn't really like it. He thought it was boring. He thought Andor was boring. And but I, I one of the things I loved though, so I I was watching it because I always like to watch uh like people do uh do the watch parties and stuff. And so I watched Andor right away when it was first released. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, I bet Theory's got a watch party. And so I went and saw, you know, he was talking about it, answering questions. And he's like, no, I didn't like it. But every person who was like, no, I liked it because of this. Every time he was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm really glad you liked it. I'm really right. glad that you enjoyed it. Like, he, he was genuinely happy. Yeah, yeah. He's just, just really happy that people liked it. And you know, he's like, oh, that's cool. It's Star Wars. Like, we all, you know, love Star Wars and have feelings about it. So, and that's like a really refreshing take because I feel like a lot of people are like very divisive in this, especially mm-hmm. in Star Wars. It's like, oh, no, this is terrible. Nobody can like it. And it's like, well, there's all of this right. content. Like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it and go watch something right. else. Yeah. They're like, no, I have the truth. Like, mm-hmm. You can't have the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's true for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, I'm a fan of, you know, I can have my own opinion, but, but yeah, I, I, cause I know that some people didn't like it, mm-hmm. but 
uh, you know, for me, I, I really did enjoy it and it had the payoff was worth it. So, you know. Yeah, I agree with and, you. And honestly, I, I don't know if you finished it yet. The the Stormlight Archive, the, the Way of Kings, the first one, mm-hmm. this really felt like that, like that it takes forever, the buildup, the, the everything takes forever to get to the payoff. And when you finally get to the payoff, it's just like, yes, it was, it's so good. I think I have four hours left, something like that. Mm. I'm hoping I can finish it this week. I don't know why you agreed to even do this. You should have been listening to that this whole time. (laughs) Uh, Maybe maybe I'll listen a little bit tomorrow. Maybe. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, See you next week. Um, Join the Discord and all that stuff. Hit the sub button. Someone hit the sub button and then someone else unsubbed, so... Back to 80. Woo. Sad. Hit the sub button. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, take care.